now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. Greetings, happy Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in here on a Pop Culture Tuesday podcast of the Steve Day Show here on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. Todd and Aaron are here as well. We would love it if you would join us. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Speaking of CRTV, we just concluded festivities for today's television program. Let's give the audience a preview of what's coming up later today at CRTV.com. Todd, you're up. Well, well, coming back and being uh, a little bit out of pocket, uh, I, I kind of feel like uh, Uma Thurman in uh, Pulp Fiction. But you guys were my John Travolta. You stuck that uh, adrenaline shot deep into my chest, and I'm back alive and uh, uh, trying to care about uh, the nefarious political uh, universe uh, we live in. Uh, we talked about... Um, John Oliver a bit, uh, the comedian, and Aaron, to his great credit, uh, included the unbleep version of his hatred uh, for you, I, and all the things uh, we care about because he just went full-on assassin on a kid just for fun. (laughs) Aaron? At the end of the roundtable today, I tried to figure out a new way to insult the Republican Party, um, but I think we have already scraped the bottom of the barrel, and so all that came out was frustration and angst and despair and malaise, and I hate the Republican Party. I hope it dies a painful death, and I hate the Republican Party. (laughs) Everything sucks. But hey, Thursday's Marxist Madness. So it's the bracket reveal, the selection show. I, I think I've, as you were talking, you inspired me to come up with a, 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 a even a, a, a more cruel way to trash the Republican Party. Okay. I'm in. Accurately and without a filter, quoting their elected officials. Okay. Just, just... just Letting them speak for themselves. I mean, watching Rubio last week, uh, in response to not one but two separate um, oversight entities, including the FBI's own version of internal affairs, recommend that for the first time ever, a deputy director of the Bureau get fired. It's never happened in American history. And in reaction to it, Rubio's like, well, I I just thought it was kind of cruel to fire him two days before his pension kicks in. So he can just sit there and pearl clutch and virtue signal for the same media that last week was wrongly accusing him of ignoring school violence in his own state when he's put up like, is it, I lost count, he's with like 77 Mm -hmm. pieces of legislation in two weeks. All right. That's the Republican Party in a nutshell. And you put Rubio on a stage and a mic, he'll give you the most eloquent speech you can imagine on conservative values and flash those dimples and mention his life stories parents come in here probably illegally uh and and taking advantage of america's freedoms you're like gosh that's my standard bearer and then once an elected office dude is as useful as mammary glands on a bull bro okay 
useful as testicles on a on a, on an antelope. White rhino, apparently. Uh, white, yes. Maybe antelopes do have testicles. They're mammals, after all. I was just struggling to come up with something else. It's it's early, but that's what most of the Repu- that's that's and and that's that's the Republican Party. Open the uh, open congressional sessions by reading aloud the entire Constitution, including all of its amendments, and then doing everything you possibly can to shred and not protect it. The remainder of the congressional session after reading it out loud. That's the Republican Party. Good right times. There there. Good times. <laughs> Had by all. I even forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you want to become a subscriber to CRTV, and if if, if you want to end up like Aaron, mm-hmm. and I, I think when you, I mean, effervescent is the word that comes to my mind as I listen to, you know, your last five minutes. There's a certain effervescence there. If you would like to have the effervescence that Aaron is bringing to the table, you want to get that all over you, whatever he's got all over him, CRTV.com. Is there a cream for that? (laughs) CRTV.com. Promo code DACE. Or maybe you should change to promo code effervescence. But nobody could spell that, so we'll go with DACE instead. And that'll get you access to not just our show, but uh, all of the various shows where there's even more effervescence than what you get from Aaron. That That's your cologne. Mm-hmm. That, Effer- that's effervescence yeah. by Aaron. Yeah. Effervescence. What would your cologne be called, Todd? Ooh. Um, smug. Smug. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he didn't even hesitate. I know. It was just <laughs> putting it out there. Just going to own that. I'm owning it right so here. So I've been told. <laughs> Do I detect a whiff of smoke? Oh, Urzen's here. I think I've, from what I've seen on various comments, maybe it should be Indian guy. Because people, I've heard multiple times people expect when they see you for the first time to see like some sort of Indian guy. Maybe that's what you should be. That would be funny as all get out, dude. If you rolled into like a Nordstrom's, <laughs> the cologne rack, <laughs> and there's a cologne there called Smuck. I think we're onto something here. If we just once actually marketed one of our great ideas, just yeah, once. Just once. Endorsed by Donald Trump. Smug. Oh, oh that's great. I'm not even going to give you mine now. I can't top that. I can't come up with anything better than smug. I'm just, I'm buying Todd's cologne. I'm getting that all over me. Smug. To which most of our audience like, too late. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Actually, you know what? I just came up with mine. Self-deprecation. That's my cologne. Self-deprecation. You like that? No. Be, and the motto is, be less than you are. What do you think? I like the motto. You like yes. the motto? Be less than you are. Self-deprecation. What, what do you think? It's good. You like it's that? A, it, too many letters. <laughs> you need, need to shorten that up. Okay. It's need to be some... Less. Let's call <laughs> yes. it less. <laughs> <laughs> you went with smuck, I went with <laughs> Can you imagine uh, your wife or girlfriend buying you a cologne called Wes? <laughs> it's like you're it's, up on Christmas in the bottle says Wes. That scene in um 
Batman Begins or Christian Bale is like he's trying to uh, with the gal uh, Katie Holmes uh, what's a oh yeah the assistant district attorney he's, he's yeah. trying to explain and she doesn't know he's Batman but I am I am more no no you're less you're less I like it <laughs> Alright, well if you have any great cologne ideas, Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. Otherwise, if you want to subscribe to CRTV, well you'll get even more fantastic programming than you have received the first ten minutes of this podcast. CRTV.com, promo code Dace, and that will get you not just our show, uh, but uh, mercifully. Uh, access to all of the other shows that we do, including the great one, Mark Levin, right on down here on CRTV each and every day. All right, it is a pop culture Tuesday. And I want to discuss a topic that is, is, is essentially the, the favorite topic of conservative media, and for good reason. But I want to discuss it in the context of popular culture, because that's what I think this has really become, and that's media bias. All right? One of the things we've talked about recently is news isn't news anymore. They're not, they're not news gathering. They're narrative, narrative casting, right? We've been using that terminology. Yeah. I, I think that's even giving what most of our media is on both sides, what most of it is, too much credit. I think it's too much credit. Um, there was, you know, there's a segment of our audience, God bless you. I'm going to assume you're seekers of truth and you're, you're not believing the narrative casting. I'm feeling you. And so I can always tell like what the new hip conspiracy sites are because there's a group of you that email them to me after yep. I've already blasted the other conspiracy sites, right? Yep. So like people don't send me links to like conservative treehouse or um, uh, what was the other one? Oh, oh Infowars or, or Gateway Pundit. People know uh, I spit on your grave. Don't, don't, don't even send me those links, right? So this new one I'm being sent is True Pundit. Have you guys seen this one yet? No, no. Yeah, the true, because because Gateway Pundit wasn't enough. So, this will be the true pundit. Now we really mean it, stuff. Okay. Next, it's going to be smug pundit and then less pundit. <laughs> yes, I'll take less pundits. Yes, indeed. Um, all of that stuff is exactly what you're condemning, on purpose. Because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna submit a humble proposition today from the man that wanted to pioneer his own cologne line titled less all right may i offer a humble proposition we should stop covering media well we should stop covering most of the media and i would say by most at least 80 percent at least 80 percent regardless of their ideological bet at least 80 percent we should stop covering them as if they're doing news or even biased news. Because I'm, I'm of the conclusion now, we're not doing any of that, actually. And that I think we needed to start discussing that 80%, and it could even be more, block of our industry in this context that we're talking today on a Pop Culture Tuesday because it's not even bias. It's infotainment. Let me repeat that. We're not, doing, we're not even doing media bias anymore. 
That would that would preclude there was an attempt to put forth a legitimate alternative narrative that could stand up to some level of scrutiny to defend a basic value system. That's not what we're doing now. We are doing infotainment. And this is where Brian Stelter at CNN brings Dan Rather on a show called Reliable Sources, a guy who blew his whole career by putting out one of the original fake news stories of this era. Because apparently there wasn't 27 other reasons to not like George W. Bush. They had to make one up about what he did in the Air National Guard instead, right before the election. You remember that, Todd? Mm -hmm. That cost Dan Rather his career. And now Brian Stelter brings him on to a show called Reliable Sources. Now, I've talked to Brian Stelter. I've been on Brian Stelter's show. Brian Stelter's not dumb. Brian Stelter's very aware of, of Ben Shapiro's work. So he had to know that when he brought Ben Shapiro on CNN over the weekend to say, prove to me there's media bias, he had to know he was going to get destroyed. He had to know this. And he did. And I think Brian Stelter is okay with it. Totally and completely. Because see, he's not doing the news. He's not even doing biased news. He's not even doing narrative casting. He's doing infotainment. And when you do infotainment, you have no need for self-awareness. You're not producing a narrative nor are you even doing a form of, of, inf- of news. You're producing content. That's different. You're producing content. Having worked at a newspaper, they actually use that word all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and what do I mean by content? Meaning you're, you're producing something that a consumer would want to consume and that is your primary goal you have you decide whom your target audience is and you produce for them the content that they want and I'll give you an example of how this is going to work on the right so now we've got members of the House GOP leadership demanding a second independent counsel and I'm going to restate for the record my consistency on this did I oppose last year at this time all along was I in opposition to the po- to the to the to the appointment of a special counsel. Did I oppose it the entire time? Yes. I even went on national television shows last spring. I opposed it the entire time. And what was my reasoning for opposing it? They will just indict someone to justify themselves. They they they, they always exceed their jurisdictions. They they are nothing but they are leakocracies. They leak from internally. Witnesses come out of grand jury rooms and leak. And it ignores congressional oversight. Yeah, the and, we, and, and, and the other reason I gave is we have duly elected offices. It wasn't... Can you remember the name of the special counsel in Watergate? No, you can't. Because he's not the one that brought Nixon down. Those congressional hearings by Speaker Sam Rayburn playing the, you know, subpoena the House Watergate tapes from the Oval Office, those that went all the way to the Supreme Court, that's what brought Nixon down. You remember the name Lawrence Walsh? Hell yeah, Vaguely. you do. Yeah, it's yeah. Ron Contra. Remember the name Ken Starr? Yeah. See the difference? What we've done with independent councils in the last 30 years is what we've done with essentially all of government outsourced policy making from the people that are actually accountable to the voters 
and created NGOs or NGAs to do their job instead so the politicians can make sure they maintain their 91% re-election rate of the incumbents, wash their hands of the matter, go on their the cable news channel that feeds content to their desired audience. So if you're in a Republican district, you're going on Fox or Newsmax or um, One America. Or if, if you're going on, if you're a Democrat, you're going on all the rest of them. And you're just playing to the host's content. You are the ultimate warrior, Hulk Hogan. The only thing missing is, whoo, the Ric Flair and, the, and Rachel Maddow. And even guys I like, like Tucker Carlson, who at least tries to do some serious culture warrior stuff. But the majority of them are mean Gene Oakland. They set you up with a provocative talking point and then just let you like what you gonna do oh yeah macho man yeah that's what it is that's what it, it is infotainment and Sean Hannity just tease up Seb Gorka and Rachel Maddow just tease up Adam Schiff and we're off and that's what they did last night it's what they're doing tomorrow night and, oh, and they'll do it tonight and the night after and the night after cause this isn't even bias this is infotainment. They're giving you the content you, they think you want. Period. That's all. Fox News knows its core audience is a 68-year-old senior citizen, baby boomer, who thinks he's losing his country, even though he represents the generation that essentially drove the freaking stake through the heart of America in the first place. And that's why they... That's why they originally tried to take out Trump because they wanted Rubio or Walker instead because they're party people. That's what Roger Ailes wanted. He couldn't do it because the audience wanted Trump because what's Trump? 70-year-old baby boomer. Thinks he's losing his... See what I'm saying? The audience... Fox Fox News wanted Trump. So they went from that very first debate where Megyn Kelly essentially tried to assassinate Trump on the stage and it went so bad for Trump that he started making comments about her bleeding from her whatever. Remember all that controversy? Okay. We went, we went four months into the race. Walker didn't even make it to Halloween in the Iowa caucuses. Rubio had the... Remember, they were, Fox was still pimping Rubio for the greatest third-place finish in the history of intergalactic competition. I think the last time someone finished third and it was that spectacular was Harry Potter at the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> you guys remember that? I do. It was... It was can you guys believe? Uh, next on Fox, Marco Rubio amazingly finished third in the Iowa caucuses, followed by... Damn, can you believe that third place finish Marco Rubio had in the Iowa caucuses? And then tonight, we'll cap it off with, I'll be damned if that wasn't the greatest third place finish in the history of the Iowa caucuses that Marco Rubio just had. All the while, Ted Cruz was apologizing uh, to Ben Carson. Yes. Yeah, don't, don't, dude. I finna kill someone if we, if we open up that can of worms. All right, I will go ice tea, mama gotta die tonight. I, I still remember that. Okay. Oh I was gosh. just gonna say, that was the maddest I've ever seen you that window of time and that's yep. saying something and then Aaron oh, whatever doubles you, whatever down the audience, whatever the audience Carson <laughs> whatever the audience thought they heard was nothing compared to what I said on the phone to Jeffro who I'm, and I lost my freaking poop over that we watched one debate as a family and it was the New Hampshire debate because it was on a Saturday and I texted Ted don't you freaking dare apologize to him again and when he opened up that debate with an apology my kids looked at me and the room froze. Anna was like, I'll show myself out. 
<laughs> I mean, don't I I can't talk about that story publicly. I can't. I can't because I'm, I'm I believe it cost us the nomination. Forget Rush Drudge and that stuff was huge, but that's the, you're never a total victim. No matter how many forces conspire against you, you're never a total victim. So whatever percentage of the reason why we lost is it's that story and the way we mismanaged it from day one. And I'm, I'll never get over it, ever. From the time I came in here, I took the next day after the caucus is off. You were here, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I come in the next night. I mean, I, I was getting, I mean, Cruz mentions me by name during his 75 minute, you know, uh, congratulatory and <laughs> speech yeah. that night. And it was kind of like, hey, you guys didn't cover me for the last month, so I'm going to take all my time right now, right? I got high school buddies, people I haven't heard from years, finding me on Facebook as they saw Ted Cruz mention me by name. I had to just, you know, and I was putting in 27-hour days that last two weeks of the caucuses. So I just shut everything down for the day, slept in, you know, uh, had some quality time with the wife and the kids. I'm like, I'll just, you know, get caught up then when I get to work. I get to in here to the office. I'm like, why? Why is why is Steve airboxing over there? And then I read that um, I turn the ch- I turn the TV on here in yeah. the office, and I see Bob Vanderplatz on CNN talking about whether Ted Cruz stole the Iowa caucuses from Ben Carson or not. And I'm like, what in the same hill is this? Because. I followed that entire story last night. I was on the whole, or the night before, I was on the text exchange. I, was, I spoke for Cruz at one of my precincts, which is one of the most populated precincts in Iowa. I never even mentioned the Carson thing. CNN was blaming the Cruz campaign for their story. They were the ones on camera talking about Carson's leaving. He'll get a new pair of pants. Remember that? That was their story. See, I can't. Look at where we're going. I can't do it, man. I can't. Pop Culture Tuesday, Steve. This is Aaron's out. fault. I'm a victim. <laughs> I repress that memory. Because I, I, I can't manage it. All right? And don't send me some pious give it up to the Lord. I know I should. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to remain very angry at this. And now somebody's going to say, oh, boy, you're remaining angry. No, it's just you being honest. I prayed oh. about it. I feel real good about yeah. my anger right now. Two years later, I feel real good about it, oh. as a matter of fact. Can you believe it's been two years? No. Oh, I'm not letting that puppy go without a fight. The Lord will have to pry that that I, that anger from my cold, dead fingers. I can't get over that. I can't. What were we even talking about before Aaron brought that up? <laughs> I'm dead serious. What were we talking about? Um, infotainment. Thank you. <laughs> Which is this? Fitting, fitting segue. <laughs> that's what this was. Yes. We just spammed you. <laughs> I don't Steve's know if this is our best podcast ever or our worst. Yes. yes. Yes is the answer. Yes. All right. So. All right. Now I remember. I was always opposed to appointing an independent special independent counsel. I did interviews. I, trying to reach to people on both sides of the aisle. I cannot believe our Democratic friends want to live through another Ken Starr. I can't. Where... It starts off, did President Clinton lie under oath in a, in a civil trial to, let's do forensic DNA on a blue dress? 
And I can't believe my Republican friends want to redo Lawrence Walsh. We're going to investigate Iran-Contra for five years so that we can uh, indict Casper Weinberger on a nothing burger three minutes before people vote in the 92 election. We want to do this all over again. It, it made no sense to me. And watching how this whole thing has transpired, the Mueller probe may be several things. Some may be good, some may be bad. One thing it is definitely is a leakocracy. That's what it is. Whether the leaks are coming from inside his, his own counsel, whether it's coming from people that walk out of there, like my buddy Sam Nunberg that's just preemptively leaking his testimony on national television a couple weeks back. It's a leakocracy. The primary function of the Mueller probe so far has been to feed content to news media. That's been its primary function. Did I say it was its only function? No. I'm not a person that thinks it's a nothing burger. A guy who ran a presidential campaign for four months gets indicted. I don't think that's a nothing burger at all. I don't think it's a nothing burger at all that a guy who was the first appointed national security advisor for the current president gets indicted and pleads guilty. I don't think that's a nothing burger at all. All right? I don't. But the reality is, what is discussed when this, when this probe is, 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 is pondered in the media... What's discussed more, the leaks or the substance of the charges of those that have been indicted or pled guilty? What, what's been discussed more? The leaks. The leaks have been. And they're always anonymous, and we can't, unless my buddy Sam just you know, goes on the air and owns it. All the other ones have been anonymous. All right? Except for Sam, everybody else's leaks have been anonymous. That's what it's been. It's a content feeder. The Mueller probes the Associated Press. It's a content aggregator. It feeds content to media. That's what it does. One way or another, they're going to get you. They're going to find you. They're going to get you, get you, get you. One way or another, there'll be headlines today from the Mueller probe, whether someone gets indicted or not. And it'll be a leak. And it made, this is why all this time it made no sense to me. Why do smart people want to go down this road? And then I realized, I'm, an, I'm the idiot. I realized this in the last couple of days. I'm the idiot. That's exactly why smart people want to go down this road. That's exactly why. They know this. And that's why we're calling for a second independent council now. Understand that Republicans calling for an independent council to verify the findings of their own committee, you could spin that as, they're not even sure they told us the truth then? We need confirmation? If what's in the Nunez memo and the Grassley memo is true, uh, refer it to the Department of Justice. So isn't, don't we have a Department of Justice that files charges on people? Go that route. In theory. In theory. So, so why would we create a whole other bureaucracy? Well, let me tell you why we would do it. Here's all a second special counsel will really accomplish in the end. The media and pundits currently feasting on anonymous leaks that are anti-Trump from the Mueller probe and or its witnesses. They will condemn the anonymous pro-Trump leaks from the new special counsel as an attack on our democracy and rule of law. Because when you're doing infotainment, self-awareness isn't required. You don't have to have self-awareness. You know, when, when you're interviewing with Tony Schiavano or Mean Gene Okerlund or Jerry the King Lawler, and you're Rowdy Roddy Piper, and you're ripping Ric Flair for being dirty when you're Rowdy freaking Roddy Piper, you don't have to have self-awareness because you're playing to your audience. 
The audience that likes Rowdy Roddy Piper will eat it up and say, yeah, that Ric Flair is a bum, man. And the audience that prefers Ric Flair when he does the exact same thing, the guy whose motto is, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? The guy when he turns around and does the same thing to Rowdy Roddy Piper, Ric Flair's audience will suddenly get all high and mighty. Yeah, that guy's a, that guy's a total tool. And back and forth we go. You don't need self-awareness because you're not doing anything. Nothing's real here. You're kind of describing a hypnotism. Yes. You're feeding an audience the content it wants. That's what you're doing. Or the content it can't resist. One or the other. Here's the second thing that'll be um, accomplished by a second independent counsel. The media and pundits currently condemning the anonymous anti-Trump leaks as an attack on our democracy and rule of law from the Mueller probe and or its witnesses. They will now suddenly feast on the anonymous pro-Trump leaks from the second special counsel investigating the FISA abuses. And this will be the programming on respective channels. It'll just feed them new content. That's all. MSNBC will now get to defend the rule of law that they had no problem bastardizing to feast on anti-Trump anonymous leaks. And Fox, Newsmax, et al. will just have pro-Trump leaks to throw the rule of law under the table because now they've got, they've got pro-Trump content to feed their people. That's all that will happen here. We'll get another massive bill for taxpayers. Millions upon millions will be spent. You'll have another army of attorneys. It'll be funny. I mean, on CNN or MSNBC, it was like Peter Strzok, wrecked him, barely knew him. I can promise you the second special counsel, you're going to know every Republican, every one of his lawyers ever voted for, and they're going to call that all into question about how honest he is. And the same people that now have issues with some of Mueller's attorneys are suddenly going to defend the attorneys uh, that work, that Republican attorneys that work for the new guy. Mark my words. That's all that's going to happen here. We're just going to, we're just going to switch, the, we're going to switch the jersey. And flip the script. But all the talking points will be the same. Any findings or indictments, etc., that are going to be instantly dismissed by the people currently marinating in what Mueller finds? The people who think Mueller is thus speaketh Zarahustra are going to think this new one. I mean, he could have, dude could have 4K Ultra HD footage of Andrew McCabe taking a money order because the, the Soviets are too cheap to even write a check, taking a money order handed to him personally from Vlad Putin. And Chris Matthews is going to be like, well, I mean, this is why Trump, this is why the Trumps like the Romanovs. That's what's going to happen. That's, and and by the same people that want to tell you, it doesn't matter. It, the Mueller probe has found nothing, even though he's uh, gotten a guilty plea from... Trump's national security advisor, and originally from his campaign manager, who's now suing the Mueller probe. You're right, that's a nothing burger. Nothing. That's meaningless. Happens all the time. I mean, guys, I mean, come on. When was the last time we didn't have a president whose national security advisor was on the payroll of not one but two dictators, hostile to the United States, and pled guilty to an independent counsel? Tuesday. Happens all the time. This is the world we live in now. It'll be the world we'll still live in. A bunch of loathsome people uh, will continue proving their loathsomeness by perpetuating what they are at the same time condemning as they're condemning what they're perpetuating. That's what's going to happen here. That's what will happen. Fantastical content will be fed to pro-Trump media as fantastical content is leaked to anti-Trump media 
by the Mueller probe now. And that's why I'm the moron. I'm the idiot. These smart people know this. And that's exactly why they want it. Because this isn't about the truth. Hell, it's not even about a narrative. These guys suck at narrative. They're terrible at it. We've been doing, the, we've been doing this gun control narrative with the liberal media how many years now, guys? Your whole life, Aaron? Yep. Yeah. And we haven't had meaningful legislation going after the gun rights of law-abiding citizens in this country in 25 years. They suck at narrative. They're terrible at it. They're not doing narrative. They're doing infotainment. And MSNBC knows none of you are watching, and they don't care. They have a built-in customer base audience that they can reach, that they can make money off of. They're killing it. They're killing Fox amongst 25 to 54-year-olds. I mean, Fox has the overall viewership lead. It's not even close. But again, the average Fox viewer is 68. MSNBC's, you know, they're looking for people our age, Todd, between Aaron's age and our age. And so they're feeding them the content they want. That's all we're doing here. That's what 80 some odd percent of this is, maybe higher. If you want to know what liberal bias looks like, look at Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper is doing what, the reason we think it's real journalism is Jake Tapper is doing what, what guys like Walter Cronkite and Sam Donaldson did when we were kids. Actual journalism by a liberal. You know what I'm trying to say? Actual journalism by a liberal. His talk, the way, this is, this is where I've argued with Jake on Twitter. Look at the way he frames his arguments about immigration. They're all the left's premises. We just think he's attempting to be fair because he's a professional journalist. And there's almost none of those. He's, Jake is the one doing real liberal bias. He's doing what Walter Cronkite and, and Sam Donaldson and uh, was the, guy MSN, uh, the guy on NBC, Roger Mudd and Ken Chancellor. Remember those guys when yeah. were kids? He's doing what they used to do when they were pros. They were all liberals. So you would get all the, all, all the, the coverage and questions would be from the liberal point of view. But they took their profession seriously. So they would let the other side actually, they'd give them coverage in their stories. We used to call that liberal bias 25, 30 years ago or longer. What we call it now, we, we think that's actual journalism. It's just in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Jake Tapper's not doing infotainment. He's serious about his craft. He's also a liberal. And so almost all of his talking points, almost every... Look at the way he attacks Louis Farrakhan. I can't believe Linda Sarser is supporting... The, the, the Islamist is supporting someone who's anti-LGBT like, like, uh, like uh, Louis Farrakhan is. He attacks him from the left. Look at what... You want, listen, man, I just gave you the blue pill. All right, Neo? You ready for this? Take a step back. Put your partisan blinders off and look at media like it's popular culture. And you'll see what I'm talking about. They're feeding you content. And where this really struck me was last night, I was sitting around. Um, the kids were had friends over and I was waiting for poker night. I'm flipping channels and Return of the Jedi's on. So I decided to watch for a few minutes. I hadn't seen it in a few months. 
and Obi-Wan is con- is confiding to Luke that Leia about what the or the real truth of his father Anakin. And of course, when Luke calls him on the fact, "Hey, that's not the story you told me." What's Obi-Wan's response? Very famous quote in the movie. It's true from a certain from point a of certain view. point of view. But see, you know why I quote John 3:17? Because if you only memorize John 3:16 without the context of the next statement, you don't fully get what Jesus is saying. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever will believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. What's eternal life mean? The next statement says so. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but so him the world may be saved. Because you can have eternal life in hell and not be saved from your sins. What's the eternal life Jesus is offering? Different than just a blank check to live forever. This is a a whole different state of being is what Jesus is talking about. Transformation in this life that leads to the next. But if you don't read John 3.17, you don't get the full context and scope of what Christ is really saying in John 3.16. Likewise, if you don't listen to the next line Obi-Wan says after Luke pushes back on him. When Obi-Wan says, well, Luke, you're going to learn many of the... from a certain Luke says from a certain point of view he's disgusted and Obi-Wan's next line see that's the door that's the mic drop is the next line not that line we often quote same with John 3.16 that's not the mic drop John 3.17 is the son of man will come and, and suffer for you he will call you to the truth he will call you to account he will confront you on your horse pucky not because he hates you but because he loves you and that's why he's doing everything. And it's similarly, it's Obi-Wan's next line. That's your mic drop. And it was like an epiphany, guys. Sitting there in that chair last night, I was like, mind blown. Obi-Wan says, Luke, you're going to find many of the truths we cling to are from a certain point of view. I rewound that on the DVR to listen to it again. I'm like, I have seen this movie 10,000 times. How did I miss it all these years? Because we get all caught up in the emotion of the first statement. We miss the truth bomb of the next one. Luke, you're going to find many of the truths we cling to are from a certain point of view. That is what we are doing today. It's not media. It is pop culture. People from a certain point of view are clinging to their preferred truths. And they want them reinforced, whether they are true or not. And so just as a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a guy who was a counterculture hippie, from the 60s decided you know what content you guys really want you really don't want my counterculture hippie stuff from the 60s you you guys really want the stuff I used to watch the Saturday morning serials in the 50s when I was a kid in black and white where the good guys are good and the bad guys are bad I'll give you the content you want 
the reason the prequel movies aren't, aren't that good? Because Lucas didn't do that with the prequel movies. The initial two villains are, are named Lot and Newt. He named him after Newt, Gingr- Newt Gingrich and Trent Lott at the time. In the final, in the final movie of the, of the prequel trilogy, Obi-Wan says, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Well, do, does that make Obi-Wan a Sith? Because he just dropped an absolute clown. Okay? What you got was Lucas decided he, he's made enough money now. He's going to make his Star Wars, his worldview, his progressive worldview. It's all over those movies. And you know what they don't have? The innocence, the charm, the storytelling. They have none of that that was in the initial movies when he gave you the content you wanted. That's why they're largely panned. That's why they weren't as successful. That's exactly what the media, most of it, large pockets of it, are doing today. They're not even doing bias. Unless you think it's, unless you count your confirmation bias. They're giving you the content you want. Hannity keeps talking about Hillary because 68-year-old cussing grandmothers in nursing homes hate her. And that's what they want to watch, guys. The minute Marco Rubio dropped out, Fox gave up the ghost and became Trump's super PAC. Why? Because the average Fox viewer is 68 years old. And there were, there were three things that were a tell in almost every primary we went head-to-head with Trump. If you were over the age of 60, you were almost always voting for him, period. If you went to church regularly, meaning every other week or more, you were almost always voting for us. And if you had a college degree, you were almost always voting for us, meaning Cruz. Those three things held in almost every state throughout the entire primary process. And so Fox, when they realized their guy wasn't going to win, they gave you the content you wanted. They became a Trump super PAC. Would Laura Ingram have a show on Fox if Trump had not been elected president, guys? Do you believe that? Mm-mm. Of no. course not. Of course she would not. Whatever, whatever, the, whatever the grand poobahs at Fox felt that the Republican Party needed to become in the wake of Trump's loss would, be, would have been given Laura Ingram's time slot instead. Would Seb Gorka and in these and, and by the way, Seb Gorka is a really smart guy. I've interviewed him before. I'm just using his. Not, I don't mean to use his name as a pejorative. It's just he's on there a lot, and our audience would know it. All right. If Trump had lost, would Seb Gorka be a Fox News contributor? No. Would Corey Lewandowski? No. No. Whatever new image they thought the Republican Party needed to become, they would be the people on there because they'd be feeding the content that either they wanted you to have or they thought you wanted to have. And that's all MSNBC and the rest of the, that's all they're doing. Brian Stelter, I, I can promise you, this, was, this wasn't the first time he heard that. He didn't get blindsided by the fact Ben Shapiro's damn good and will embarrass you if you know what you're talking about. No. I've, you know, he did this on purpose. Why? Because how many people on our side learned the name Brian Stelter the last 72 hours, guys? Tons, based thanks to Ben Shapiro. Because Brian's core base, it, they don't care what Ben Shapiro did to Brian Stelter this Sunday. Next Sunday, he'll go back to putting Dan Rather on and pretending it's Watergate all over again. And Brian's core base will be sad. They'll get the content they want. And we'll get the content we want, re-racking uh, you know, Shapiro embarrassing Brian Stelter. It's infotainment. Stelter did not just get ambushed by Ben Shapiro. He did this on purpose. 
And he didn't get ambushed by Ben Shapiro any more than Hulk Hogan was shocked. Andre the Giant's manager, Bobby the Brain Heenan, was going to hit him over the head with a metal chair while he was laid out on the sidelines of the, of the, of the squared circle, guys. It's in the script, man. Now, Ben's not playing by that script. Ben's going on there to lay down ordinance. Stelter's playing by that script. And so are the vast majority of them on every side. They're, they're, they're not giving you news. They're not even giving you bias. If you want to know what biased journalism looks like, follow Jake Tapper. He's actually doing journalism from a biased point of view. He's a professional journalist, really good at his craft, who's a liberal. Okay? No, they're doing infotainment. Chris for the mill, baby. That's all that it is. And I think it's time we start talking about that. A pop culture Tuesday. I mean, hell, when I get my list of clips we're considering talking about every morning, Aaron, you get the same list I do. Mm -hmm. The first half dozen, at least every morning, are who? Late night hosts. Canadians, every time. Trevor Noah, Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, at all. Every morning. They're the first half dozen, at least. Wouldn't you say that on average? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to scroll down to find out what the serious people were thinking. And then I, I realized... They're not that serious. They're not that serious. <laughs> Luke, you're going to find many of the truths we cling to are from a certain point of view. Thoughts, Todd? You are... I brought this up in a different context on the show before, but... Uh, only watched it once. It was deeply unsettling, the, the show Black Mirror. And that show is unsettling for two reasons. One, because a human actually has sex with a pig. And two, it's everything that Steve just talked about. The audience loved it. That's who we are. Yeah. I mean, David Hogg is getting blasted by conservative Twitter today. Because he said he knows a lot about politics because he watches House of Cards on Netflix. I'm here to tell you right now, that's the smartest thing David Hogg has ever said. And I'll go so far as to say it might be the only smart thing he has said in the last three weeks. At least on camera. Go back, especially the first two seasons of the show before it just totally went off the rails into the fantastical when it was just doing... Before he started poisoning people and it got nuts, Okay. When they were just doing straight political parody the first couple seasons of that show, our politicians, our political culture, our media couldn't get enough of it, guys. They would live tweet it, tweet to each other, go back and forth, try and guess who, which is, is this character a composite of blanky blank or so-and-so or, AB, or, or ABC? There's a reason they were obsessed with it. It's their own reflection. That's the smartest thing David Hogg has said. It might be the only smart thing he has said. Aaron. So you're saying we should find different uh, profession then? <laughs> Aaron's typing his resume as we speak. And the existential, let we, the existential angst flow through you, yeah, Padawan. Because yes. what you're saying is, why the heck are we trying to do what we're trying to do uh, when there's no hope? We might as well not do it and get paid for it or not do it at all. Or do do infotainment and get paid well for it or don't do it at all because that's seemingly what people want. It's infotainment. They want content. 
They want uh, they want to subscribe to a channel and just have fresh content in there every single day. There's no real everything. Everything is entertainment to Americans. Yes, that's what you're saying now. Yes, when you have a pagan culture that is is turning on itself, you elect leaders like Commodus. You put those who would be the contrarians in your champions to challenge the status quo. You put them in the Colosseum for sport. And while they're carving up whatever the whatever this day's offering is, whatever this day's competitive offering is, as the limbs and the blood and the sinews and the marrow flows freely. They look up at the crowd and scream, Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Look at the way we do headlines. Spiro schools Brian Stelter. Yep. I've been in these headlines. Dace drops a bomb on Trump shill. I mean, this is how we talk. Who else talks like that? Infotainment. Infotainment. That... That's what this most of it is. Jake Tapper is not an unbiased journalist. He is a biased professional journalist in an industry that has that has a vacuum of actual journalism. That's what he is. He in other words, he he everything he does is from a liberal viewpoint. He just believes as a he believes in the professionalism of his profession. So he he thinks he has to fairly cover the other side. And we think that that's like wow. No. This is like last man on earth stuff, guys. Chicks really start lowering their standards at that point, okay? It's like there's a story CNN tweets out today. Uh, One particular species of wildlife is down to two females and facing extinction. They're extinct, guys. If you're down to two females, guess what you're not going to have more of? You bigot. You're bigot. You're bigot, Steve. (laughs) Transition. But if you're, I can promise you, if your species is down to two of the same gender, you're already extinct. <laughs> Nothing else is on its way. All right, this is what we call a standing eight count in the natural world. I got to even explain Darwinism to the Darwinists now. Do you know why we catch so many of these people in their own narratives? We can. Just, you want to know why we can hang Darwinists with their own Darwinism? Why we can hang progressivisms, progressives with their own progressivism? Racist scientists, science, the people who worship science with their own science. Do you want to know why we can do it so easily? Because they're not doing any of those things. They're doing infotainment. It doesn't matter with whether they say is true or stands up to any scrutiny or an argument. They're producing content to be consumed by its intended audience who will then lap it up like Pavlovian dogs. And then they counter to that content, pointing out how they're a bunch of creeps produces content for their intended audience. The counter content to the counter content produces, and here we go. That's all we're doing, guys. That's all this is. There hasn't been a new storyline in pro wrestling in 40 years. Just the names change. Undertaker, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan. Ric Flair is a good guy now, cuts his hair, joins the WWF. That's all we're doing here. And this is why men can have a uterus. Exactly. It's an argument that it doesn't have to stand up 
there's a percentage of the of the of the populace that wants to shake their fist at God and say you must have made a mistake because my desires don't line up with the way I was created and so they're just putting content on air to feed those people that's all they're doing that's why we don't have any debates real debates that's why I'll bring I'll invoke Shapiro again this is why a dude needs armed guard wherever he goes this is why college campuses can't they, they because he's trying to have a real debate with a culture that is not interested in it, really. And that's right and left. Most Americans don't want a real debate. They want a real conversation. They want to, they, Luke, you're going to find many of the truths we cling to are from a certain point of view. This is not new. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I have longed to gather you in as a hen gathers in her chicks. You who stone the prophets and kill those whom God has sent. There's nothing new. Nothing new under the sun. I go back. I go back to the really, one of the, really the first time I spoke out in a public speaking engagement about my faith. I was a baby Christian and a local megachurch pastor had me come and address some dinner he was having. I think it was a men's ministry event. I don't remember what I said, what it was about, but I do remember what happened after I got done. I sat down next to him and he said to me, wow. I mean, I was... That was incredible, hearing what you had to say and the passion by which you brought it. It was like listening to a, a prophet out of the Old Testament, he told me. Hey, man, I, I've got that, you know, pride thing that Paul warns Timothy about with new believers, right? Giving, giving them authority and, and exposure and stardom and it gets to their ego, right? He starts comparing me to Old Testament prophets and I, my, I, I start puffing the chest out. And then he looks at me and he says, just remember what people like me did to all those prophets. And he just coldly turned the other direction and started talking to the guy next to him. I've never forgotten that. I have relived that moment in my career repeatedly. You guys keep telling me you want the truth. No, you don't, really. Not a, not a lot of you, anyway. Why? Because, Luke, you're going to find Many of the truths we cling to are from a certain point of view. Well, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Don't forget CRTV.com, promo code DACE. And I'm going to talk to management to see if we can give out free samples of my new cologne, Less. If you get a subscription, what do you think? Think that'd be a hit? No? But with some smug some, some as smug. well? We'll definitely throw in some smug, yes. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.